Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. God, we give you thanks that you care about us, your creation, so much so that you are not done with us yet. You are doing a new thing even now. You are creating us new. So as we are together in this place, may we awaken to you. Amen. We're in a sermon series right now on 1 Corinthians 
The Apostle Paul writes a letter to the early church in Corinth to address several hot topic issues for them. And today's topic is bodily resurrection, the belief that Jesus' body was raised from the dead. To set the scene for you, these educated Corinthians living in cosmopolitan Corinth, they do not believe in the bodily resurrection. To them, it sounds like a Halloween movie that God would raise from the grave zombies. They're too smart for that. Instead, they have spiritualized the resurrection. They think of death and resurrection as an escape from the physical body. And Paul comes in hot. With pen and paper, he points out to them that when we do this, when we spiritualize the resurrection, we lose what makes our Christian faith so meaningful. So with that set up, listen now for God's word from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 through 57. Paul writes, when this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. You have flower packets underneath your seat. And if you're sitting somewhere where you can't find them, there's more on the cookie table. You can have your pick. This is a gift from downtown church to you on this All Saints Day. And if you look at the front of the package, I think this is like really smart marketing. That instead of putting a picture of the seed that's inside, they put a picture of what it eventually will become. And I'm really grateful that they do this because I don't know about you, but if we were to like open up the packets and pour them out on the ground, I would be lost trying to figure out what seed becomes what flower. Some of you I know like to plant things. How many of you do you think you would be really good at that game, figuring out what becomes what? Okay, one person, two. Okay, good. We, oh, there's a whole row back there. Cool. I would not be good at it. Maybe, maybe the sunflower seeds because I like to eat those at baseball games, you know, but that's it. Other than that, I would be lost. In fact, I don't have a green thumb, so I'm just gonna be surprised when I plant these in my backyard if anything comes up. I'm gonna be grateful to see it. You have these flower seeds today because just a few verses earlier in this chapter, Paul likens the bodily resurrection to a seed becoming a flower. It's not the same, but he says it's close helping us understand this theology. He says, like a seed, you and I were in this particular bodily form here on earth. And when the resurrection takes place, a transformation will take place of our body, similar to how a seed becomes a flower. And it's hard to imagine, just like it's hard for me to imagine that these seeds inside will become this beautiful flower, it's hard for us to imagine that these physical bodies when resurrected, um, will become something new. It's hard for us to place our trust in that kind of transformation. We can be confused, similar to the Corinthians, about how we will change, how this body which perishes 
will take on imperishability. This body, which is mortal, will take on immortality and like a seed burst forth from the ground, raised like Jesus in a new form to new life. The point that's coming across today is that we don't escape our body when we perish. Just like we can't grow a flower without the seed. Rather, this body, it will become new, it will become different. It's the great mystery of our faith. And we get to imagine it because we have seen an example in Jesus. He went first, he lived among us, he died, he was buried, and then he rose to new life. And so just like there's the picture of the flower it will become, we get the picture of Jesus to believe that it's possible for us. God took on human form. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. God came to us in the very real body, real skin of Jesus. And Jesus experienced everything we experience on this earth, joy and beauty and evil and suffering. And he died a real death and he was buried in the real ground. And then in his risen form, when he was resurrected from the dead, he appeared so that we would believe. He appeared to many people, the women at the tomb, to Peter and the disciples, to hundreds of early disciples. Paul says this, even to me. Bodily resurrection, it's personal for Paul and deeply theological. And he says, you know, you don't get to just go pick and choose what parts of the death and resurrection equation that makes sense to you. We believe in the whole bodily resurrection and that belief has consequences for how we live right now. Paul writes to the, the church in Corinth because he's heard you know, through the rumor mill of the early church, he's heard that many among them do not believe in the bodily resurrection. And scholars are pretty sure that the Corinthians, they wrote to Paul to ask about things like divorce and women's role in the church and can we eat unclean meat? Like those were issues that bothered them enough that they took up pen and wrote to Paul about, but scholars don't think that they wrote to Paul asking about the bodily resurrection. No, Paul writes to them about bodily resurrection because he sees something in them that they cannot see for themselves. It's like uh, the blind spot in the Johari's window. How many of you guys know what a Johari's window is? Okay, one person. I love this today, planting seeds, Johari's window. So we put it in the back of your program. You can see it on the classifieds page. The Johari window is, um, it's a model. And if there are things that are known to you and known to others, that's in the open area. So for example, I like sneakers. That is known to me and it's known to many of you. So that's in the open area. And then there are things that are known to me but not known to you, that's the hidden area. Then there are things that aren't known to me, aren't known to you, that's just, I love this, that's just labeled unknown, okay? And then this final box in the top right, it's known to others, but it's not known to self. That's what's called the blind spot. So what Paul is doing here, he's writing to the Corinthians about their blind spot. Things that Paul can see, but they cannot for themselves. And this is what Paul sees. Paul sees that their lack of belief in the bodily resurrection is a real issue for how they live among each other today. Here's what I mean. If you don't believe that Jesus' body was raised, 
If instead you believe that Jesus died and then poof, like somehow spiritually, magically, he just was in heaven, then you might disregard your body. You might not care for your physical body now because you see it just as a temporary vessel, you know? Like we're only gonna live in this skin for so long. Might as well not invest in it. Paul says this is problematic because God created us in our unique body. That it's a gift and that God wants us to be grateful and care for it. I need to be really clear here because I don't want us worshiping the body for the body's sake, right? Like Paul would not be um, doing ad campaigns for anti-aging cream. Not interested in that. Preserving the body for the body's sake. There's not gonna be like a bodybuilding contest in heaven. No, our bodies are gonna become new, something different. It's not about preserving the body for the body's sake, but Paul wants to make sure that we're taking care of the body because it is a gift to get to live in a body, to experience the world and the mysteries through our body. And then there's this. Remember last week I talked about how Paul thinks about the church as the body of Christ. Body imagery, it's really important for Paul. And so if we, like the Corinthians, think that going to heaven is an escape from the body, we might neglect caring for the body of the church. How many of you guys have heard this said? It's just me and Jesus. At the end of the day, it's just between me and Jesus. I've heard that. Or, you know, I look around, I don't really need to take care of this church. People seem to be taking care of it. Y'all don't need me. Paul says, no, you're wrong. Not only is it bad for the body when individual people and parts decide like, mm, you don't really need me. That, the body suffers when that happens, but it's also bad for the individual parts for each person because you miss out on what you get to be a part of when you show up for the body. Paul says you suffer spiritually. At the end of the day, if you hear nothing else that I say, I want you to hear that the body matters. And Jesus proves this point. God didn't create the world and then abandoned it. Jesus proves that God cares for creation, that God loves creation so much that God took on human form to be near us, to save us, to redeem us. And so the Corinthians' immoral behavior, meaning the way that they might disregard their body or their relationships or not care for the church, it's all, they're all symptoms of their lack of belief. It's a spiritual projection. Now you and I, we can look around this room and see the body of Christ. We can see the church and we can feel the vibrancy of it. And that would be good. But on All Saints Day, you and I get to think even broader than that. We believe in a communion of saints. That's something we say later in the Apostles' Creed. We believe that through our Christian faith, our loved ones who have died are still a part of this body of Christ. And today, we get to remember them. I want you to think for a minute about someone you love who has died. We're gonna call that person your saint. So I want you to think about this person that you love. Can you see their face? Can you see their smile? Can you hear their laugh? Where is your saint when you picture them? Like, are they sitting in their favorite chair? 
Or are they cooking up one of their favorite meals? Are they in their favorite garden? Are they on a boat? Our memories of our saints, they are tied to this physical world, to a body. And that is a gift. I'm going to go home today and I'm going to plant these seeds in memory of my mom. My mom died when she was 58. I was 28 at the time. Cancer got into her gallbladder and took her from us too soon. And when I picture my mom today, I can see her forehead, which I know is a weird thing to be like the first thing that pops up, but ain't nobody got a forehead like my mama's forehead. So I picture her forehead and I picture her bright red lipstick and her big smile, and I can still feel her hand wrapping around my own. Her memories, my memories of her, they are attached to a real body. And the the gift that our Christian faith gives us is that I have assurance that I will get to recognize her in heaven. Will it be the exact same body? No. And I especially hope not the one I saw on a hospice bed. But it'll be familiar enough, Christ promises us, that I'll be able to recognize her. I can dream about hugging her again. I don't know who you think of when you imagine heaven, but I like to think that I'm gonna get to high five Whitney Houston. Like I'm really, really looking forward to that. She's one of my favorite beloved saints. And I'm I'm kind of excited about seeing Kobe Bryant play again. You know, like I think that would be cool. I can't wait to hear Matthew Perry say just one more Chandler Bing joke. You know, I'm excited for that. Bodily resurrection matters because the body matters. God cares about these connections that we share with one another through our voices and our basketball plays and the tenderness we feel when we remember somebody that we love. God does not abandon God's creation, not on this earth and not after either. And so to deny bodily resurrection denies us full participation in this body. It denies us the the assembly of the communion of saints. It denies us the truth that God cares about us so intimately that God took on flesh just to be near us. I remember in the first few months after my mom died, I was overcome with what the Apostle Paul calls the sting of death. And uh, I got mad every time I saw someone, a, a woman who would be about my mother's age interacting with her grown children. I got mad because I wasn't gonna get those moments anymore. And I got sad every time I would see a TV show pop up that I watched with her by her hospice bed in the final days. Those were stings to me. And I called my dad and I asked him, would it be like this forever? I said, it sure doesn't feel like death has been swallowed up in victory, that the sting is gone. That sting gets me. In fact, it feels like the bee's just like buzzing around inside my clothes, unwelcome pain whenever it pleases. And my dad said, sweetheart, it will get better. He said, in time, those points of connection, the same ones that sting right now, they will become sweet with time. 
He said, you'll find yourself looking for ways to connect with your mom, to remember her, to talk about her. And sure enough, my dad's spiritual wisdom proved true. With time, I now go searching for that TV show so that I can remember her. I go eat mint chocolate chip ice cream because it helps me connect with her. Are there things like that that you do to remember your saint? I wish I could hear about them right now. I wish I could meet each one of your saints and learn how they have impacted you. And the good news of the gospel is that I will get to. That's what we believe. In heaven, once I high five Whitney Houston, then I'm gonna wanna meet your grandfather and your brother and your childhood best friend and that baby that you didn't get to hold in your arms. When we pause and we think about just how profound and incredible this gift of our faith is, we can see a glimpse of what Paul is talking about. Bodily resurrection changes everything. It changes our attitude toward this life, toward this body, toward caring for this church because we know that it's gonna live on in Christ forever. It's not some temporary vessel for now. We have this tradition at Downtown Church to plant flower seeds on All Saints Day today and you get to choose where to plant them. So you can choose somewhere meaningful for you or you can just like drive down the highway and let it rip. <laughs> and then in some period of time, little sprouts will come up from the ground. And in a little more time, they'll blossom into mature flowers. And I look forward to the spring when I'll get text messages from you with pictures and y'all get creative with where you plant some of these flowers. And I'll get pictures of the flower but also pictures of your saints. And I'll ask you to tell me about them and I hope that you're sharing with each other too. This is how the body lives on. So when you take these seeds home, I want you to feel the seeds in your hand and I want you to give thanks for the body. And I want you to name, say out loud the names of your saints that you wanna see. It is the promise of our Christian faith that we will, we will be reunited one day. And for that I say thanks be, thanks be to God. Amen.
Jesus has swallowed up death in victory. Thanks be to God. So as we go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.